You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 35 West Shelton Avenue. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.church. My name is Julie. I use she, her pronouns, and um, I'm glad that we had a chance to... um, connect with each other. I want to I pause for another minute to invite the kids among us who are heading upstairs for a story with Kathleen and Leah. Leah is going to meet you in the back um, lobby by the stairs. So you all can head over. Adults, please sign your kids in before they go upstairs. And while they transition, I also just want to say hello and welcome to folks who are on Zoom. We're glad to be connected with you in that way. We're going to do some interacting in this meeting. The other card that you have, hold on to your pen and card because you're going to use that a little bit later. All right, as they make their way upstairs, uh, we're going to have some time here to talk together, and um, the kids will uh, be ready to be picked up at 4.45. So for parents and caregivers, you have a little space after the meeting before you pick your kids up. I'm just going to pray for us before we move on together. So would you pray with me? God, thank you for your presence among us. We gather together today um, to turn our hearts to you, to be knit together as a community, and to learn your way. So make yourself um, present and and, um, near to us. In Jesus' name, amen. As a teenager, I part of my Christian education experience involved uh, training with a team of other teens on a physical obstacle course that had obstacles that were named for different parts of the Old Testament stories. It included an obstacle where we would, uh, we needed to know all the books of the Bible. Each one was written on a huge wooden box, and we needed to stack the boxes into a wall in the order, in the order of the books of the Bible. Uh, there was also an obstacle that was a swamp to cross called the Red Sea. And the way to stay dry was to climb on a rope net that stretched across it. And there was also an obstacle called the Ten Commandments. You'd pick up, when you got to that obstacle, you'd pick up a board, uh, and whichever command was written on it, you recited it out loud while doing an army crawl through a barrel tunnel on the ground. And they were written in the King James Version. Yes, I see your faces. This is all true. Um, They were written in the King James Version of the Bible. So it read in this very old language. So the commandments were, 
thou shalt not. And if you shout that the thou shalt nots um, over and over again while doing challenging physical exercises, it really makes an impression on you. Uh, that little bit of information about my life might um, raise other questions about me in your mind. Uh, you can hold those for later. But I share that as a prompt to get you thinking about, ask yourself, what comes to mind for you when you think of the Ten Commandments? What are your associations with the Ten Commandments? What do you know? Maybe you learned them as part of your church education. Maybe you didn't grow up in the church at all. Um, just write down, use that card that was on your chair and your pen that you had. Um, write down some words or phrases of what are your associations with the Ten Commandments. So whatever you believe um, or think and feel about the Ten Commandments, shape how you relate to them. So uh, whether you've written a lot on your card or a little, whether it is helpful, um, the things that you associate, or not particularly helpful to you, just fold your card up and tuck it away somewhere for now. I invite you to try to approach the text today with a beginner's mind, um, if you can, so that we can encounter them together. In this reading, uh, we'll hear God, I'm going to read to you in just a minute. In this reading, we'll hear God talk about carrying the Israelites from Egypt into freedom on eagles' wings. But if you've been following along with this story, we, you know that the journey from the banks of the Red Sea, where the Egyptians drowned, to the base of Mount Sinai, where we're going today, is not smooth sailing. But, the God, but God was with the people, regardless. They were, when they were thirsty, God miraculously provided clean, sweet water. When they were hungry, God caused a mysterious manna to fall from heaven each day. When they were attacked by enemies, God protected them. So now it's time in their journey to receive guidance on how to live in community, which we are going to call the 10 best ways. In a minute, I have some scripture to put on the screen, but just listen to this first part from Exodus 19, 1 through 8. On exactly the third month anniversary of the Israelites leaving the land of Egypt, they came into the Sinai Desert. They traveled from Rephidim, came into the Sinai Desert, and set up camp there. Israel camped there in front of the mountain while Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him from the mountain, this is what you should say to Jacob's household and declare to the Israelites. You saw what I did to the Egyptians and how I lifted you up on eagles' wings and brought you to me. So now, if you faithfully obey me and stay true to my covenant, 
you will be the most precious possession of all the peoples. Since the whole earth belongs to me, you will be a kingdom of priests for me and a holy nation. These are the words you should say to the Israelites. So Moses came down, called together the people's elders, and set before them all these words that the Lord commanded them, him. The people all responded with one voice, everything the Lord, that the Lord has said we will do. Moses reported to the Lord what the people had said. And now let's read from chapter, Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 21. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You must have no other gods before me. Do not make an idol for yourself, no form whatsoever, of anything in the sky above or on the earth below or in the waters under the earth. Do not bow down to them or worship them because I, the Lord your God, am a passionate God. I punish children for their parents' sins, even to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But I am loyal and gracious to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep, <clears throat> keep my commandments. <coughs> Do not use the Lord your God's name as if it were of no significance. The Lord won't forgive anyone who uses his name that way. Remember the Sabbath day and treat it as holy. Six days you may work and do all your tasks, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Do not do any work on it, not you, your sons or daughters, your male or female servants, your animals, or the immigrant who's living with you. Because the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything that is in them in six days, but rested on the seventh day. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and mother so that your life will be long on the fertile land that the Lord your God is giving you. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely against your neighbor. Do not desire or, and take to your neighbor's house. Do not desire and try to take your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox, donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. When all the people witnessed the thunder and lightning, the sound of the horn and the mountain smoking, the people shook in fear and stood at a distance. They said to Moses, you speak to us and we'll listen. But don't let God speak to us or we'll die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Because God has come only to test you and make sure you are always in awe of God so that you don't sin. The people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness in which God was present. This is a defining moment for the people and for Moses. God's presence came to them to give to Moses these words for the people. 
Let's remember the context that this is happening in. The Hebrew people had, have come out of hundreds of years of slavery under a brutal power of the Egyptian empire. Through the exodus, the crossing of the Red Sea, the steps of faith they took to move into their new freedom, God was bringing them into a new life. And freedom was not just about coming out of the abuse and oppression and exploitation that shaped their life for so long, but about becoming a people of God. God wanted to show them the kind of community that is best and life-giving. And, and God gave them a path to get there, to guide them into a new way of living. This is an, an intervention of sorts, a new way from which, uh, from what they had known in Egypt. They, they needed guidance. What is the best way to live now? They had to decide where to go and what to do. So God's giving them the 10 best ways for the people to follow, to help them live. And though they're not always easy, they come from a place of love, not judgment or anger. I'm grateful to um, Kathleen and the Godly Play curriculum that gives us the language for this, to consider these 10 best ways. And when we put the 10 best ways together, they tell us love God, love people, and God loves us. This is a picture of what God wants for all of us. Here's a picture. Oh, that is not a good picture. I promised you it looked better when I took it. <laughs> yeah, you can't read the words on there, but that's a picture of the pieces that our kids use to learn uh, the 10 best ways on each of those white pieces of paper is written one of them and they fit together in, in the shape of a heart to remind them, to remind us that this, is what, this comes from a place of love and guides us into a way of love. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask you to talk about them with each other. There's no way to cover 10 best ways in 15 minutes, so I divided them up into four sections for four groups to discuss. And we're gonna use the, the simplest version of each um, that our children actually were learning the other week to try to get to the heart of each one of them. I have a few discussion questions for you to consider um, and a few of the 10 best ways for your groups to talk through. And I will call us back together after about uh, 15 minutes. So you have time to discuss this together and um, answer some of the questions or work with some of the questions if you need a prompt. So let me just talk us through this really quickly. Under love God, the first three commandments um, tell the Israelites to worship God alone. Under those three, one group will consider those three of the best ways, 
and consider the questions, in what ways do you think that people make idols of earthly things today? I, I have these written down, by the way, so I will give them to you. In what ways do you think people take God's name lightly? What does that even mean? The second group is going to uh, sit with just one of the ten best ways. It's a big one. Uh, to honor the Sabbath. What, why do you think the Sabbath rest matters so much to God? In what ways do you practice it or struggle to practice it? The third group is going to talk about loving people. Under these uh, three ten best ways, consider in what ways do you practice these commandments towards your family and your neighbor? In what ways are they difficult to practice? And then the last group, the same questions with the last three of the ten best ways. So I'm going to come around. If you could divide yourselves up into four groups based on who you're sitting around, um, you can get started as I give you a slip of paper. All right, let's talk back as a group together. We want to hear a little bit about what was coming up in your small group discussion. Uh, Jacob has a microphone, so, especially so that folks on Zoom can hear. When he brings the microphone to you, be sure to talk straight into it. Don't hold it below your chin. Hold it right up to your mouth so we can all hear you. Does any, any group want to get us started? Just give us a little bit of your conversation. What were you talking about? Share some, share some of it feedback with us. And I should add that if you're one of those people who is usually first to speak and you're comfortable doing that, just hold back for a minute. Because for the rest of us, having that space to, to gather our thoughts um, and the courage to volunteer, um, we might need that pause. So. We want to hear from folks we don't always get to hear from. <laughs> did Iboro just volunteer you? I think he did. <laughs> All right, Steve Hoke. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> I was voluntold. Uh, one thing came up. We had God, where's our, love God. And the thing that we discussed at the end, to not take God's name lightly used to mean, don't say, oh my God. And you didn't have to think about it much after that. And we talked about it for a long time, about all the other ways that you may take God's name lightly and use it for your own purposes and think that you are doing a thing because a higher being told you to and really you're just being selfish and using God's name. And that politicians do it often, we do it often, we talked about it for like five minutes, all the ways that we've done it, or other people are doing it too. Mm. Thank you for that. Hmm. Yeah, you could maybe, um, given the examples that you just shared, we could hear that as uh, don't use God's name to give yourself power or legitimacy. Hmm. Or manipulate or condemn, you could add to the whole list of things. That's good, thank you. What else? 
Allison. Hi. So our group had three love people commandments. Um, best ways, was that the name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honor your parents, don't kill, and married people should love and respect each other. And we talked about how those three um, things might have looked different when Moses carved them in the tablet. Um, and yet the, we, we talked about the modern application. A number of us are adults, and so we're talking about respecting our parents and honoring our parents, that it also means honoring and respecting ourselves and having boundaries and love for ourselves as we relate across generations. Um, we talked about honoring um, not just like the going to battle or killing in other ways, but to honor the dignity of life for all people and the broad application of what it means to be pro-life. And now Aliyah's ready for the microphone. We also had um, that married people should love and respect each other and how this is a living, changing document. Married people look very different now than when they were first brought down to earth. Um, so just like uh, these words seem very simple, but then when we try to think about how they actually work in society and not just like do not kill people, but how we can help the life of people and not just stop it. We said specifically in our group that we're grateful for marriage equality and for being a part of a church that is clearly open and affirming. We all have our stickers because the middlers may have aggressively given you one <laughs> on your way in. Enthusiastically <laughs> given you I one. Was, I think it might have been aggressive. It's okay. <laughs> I, yes, I appreciate that your group was thinking about um, any action or system maybe that destroys or harms the body, the mind, the well-being of other people, not just taking someone's life. Um, absolutely, life-affirming actions and systems where, where all human beings benefit, and creation, too, for that matter. Thanks for that. What about the other two groups? Great, this one in front is ready. So as Julie noted, we are a group of non, well, some of us don't work, but we got Keep the Sabbath Day Holy. We talked about um, ways in which we, um, the days that we think of as the Sabbath, Saturday versus Sunday, and we got different responses from different people who might have homework to do Sunday night before school on Monday, or who might actually work on Monday and maybe rest more on Sunday. Um, we also talked about the activities that we do from like reading or watching television or playing video games or fishing or things like that that we might do 
to rest and and how that can help center us and um, yeah. Anyone else from the group want to add? They're also eager to talk. Thanks, Jason, for representing your group. How about the group in the back? What did you all talk about? <laughs> not very <laughs> not very good at volunteering in our group. <laughs> um, so we had like three kind of meaty ones, so we talked about a bunch of things. Um, Ibarra brought up the do not steal, about that being in our culture a little bit more about like what systems you participate in, um, what economic resources are taken from certain groups of people um, who maybe have less power. Um, we talked about do not lie, kind of as a telling the whole story, not just like kind of creating an illusion or the illusion that sometimes we collectively believe. Um, and how to elevate certain voices or offer opportunity to elevate certain voices so that we can kind of see our blind spots and maybe the ways that Circle's trying to start that process of uncovering that in the last few years of our own narrative that's not super helpful um, and how that's really hard because it's also asking a lot of the people that have already been harmed to offer us wisdom when they're probably tired already. And we did talk about the stickers. My thought is I'm excited about seeing the flag and I'm nervous because I think we haven't done enough lamenting and public uh, speaking of our harms that um, my fear in inviting any of my queer friends is will the harm continue? Are we just uh, advertising um, as like a aspiration but maybe not an actual brave space? Thanks, Bree. Anyone else in the group want to add? <laughs> I appreciate how it was said that these might seem simple, especially when they're kind of um, uh, concisely stated, but as you all pointed out, living into these 10 best ways is a lot more complex and challenging, um, and it actually does require us to work against, to resist certain things in order to do things a different way and to follow in God's way. Um, I just wanted to highlight for what it's worth, this past, this was not uh, lined up intentionally, but the past week, the daily prayer entries were all about Jesus as the Lord of the Sabbath. So if you're interested in exploring Sabbath more, I recommend going to the Circle of Hope daily prayer in particular from this last week. Um, and there is a podcast that I've been talking about for several months that I would recommend to anyone who's interested. Uh, the Bible Worm podcast um, is a conversation between um, 
a Bible professor and a Jewish rabbi about these texts that we're going through. Um, and they have a very stimulating conversation about these, the Ten Commandments. So if you're interested in that um, and exploring for yourself more of what these mean and where they're coming from and how to live into them, uh, I recommend that as a resource. Let's keep the conversation going in other ways beyond this meeting, but thank you so much for making the conversation happen, for really um, sitting with them and exploring them in a group. I recognize that's not necessarily comfortable for everyone to do, so thanks for participating in that way. I want to invite the team to come up and lead us through um, some music as a way of um, worship and response to God. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected, visit circleofhope.church. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook at circleofhopenet.